Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Simply Unprofessional. I'm your host, Webby. Joining me tonight, we got Devin. Hey, everybody. How's it going? I'm Devin. And we got Rob. Hey, guys. How's it going? I'm eating a tomato. We're all eating something right now, so deal with it. Deal with it. (laughs) All right, so before we get into this week's topic, I'm going to drop something that I didn't even tell these two guys about. And I apologize if things get a little serious uh, or whatnot, but if if you don't feel like listening to Serious Webby or what Serious Webby has to say, skip forward probably like five minutes until you start hearing us talk about a movie. I wanted to just air something out real quick. Uh, a few weeks ago, an individual in my life contacted me over Facebook again. And it was somebody that, for all my life... Okay, so growing up, my whole life, I had all half-siblings. I had three half-sisters and a half-brother. Okay. I never considered them anything less than just three sisters and a brother. I don't do the half thing. I didn't care. Okay. So, who I thought growing up was my brother, had messaged me. And he wanted to clarify some stuff. So I read his message. I did not reply. Because the last time I replied, it ended in lots of words being exchanged. Mm-hmm. I want to clarify one thing to him. Because he told me that when he said that he never had a brother, nor did he want one, he had meant that we were not blood-related. So he literally did not have a brother. Okay. That's fine. This whole thing started... Because when I was in the darkest time in my life, my depression was at an all-time high, or low, depending on how you want to rank this. My anxiety was right there with it. Honestly, the first and the first person that I thought of, not necessarily to reach out to for comfort or for assistance. But it was the first thought that came to my head because I thought maybe he had in his life gone through a similar thing. Because he's been through it all. He's been through drugs, alcohol, um, abuse. He's been in jail. He's been in youth detention centers my whole life. You name it. So that gives you an idea of what kind of person he is and how his life has dealt in. So I figured I'd reach out to him and I'd ask for some advice. At the time, it was as a brother. That got me absolutely nowhere 
that's when he replied with, I never wanted a brother. You're not my brother. Don't contact me. Blah, 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 blah. Mind you, this was at a time when he had been barely part of my life. And I reached out to him for help. After months and months and months, and then our last exchange and words were heated and threats may have been made on both ends. Uh, you know, I, I stopped. I blocked him. I, I did what everybody told me. I just blocked him. I stopped communicating with him. Whatever. He had reached out another time. He wanted something from me. I just didn't even reply. Just block. Ignore the whole fucking thing. And I came to not necessarily a realization that I needed. But with this last go around, when he messaged me a few weeks ago, he said he was listening to the podcast and he wanted to clarify. So now I know he listens to the podcast. So this is what I'm airing out. Family has nothing to do with sharing blood or DNA of any kind. Plain and simple. It's about being there when people need you. At that time, I thought I needed you PJ, because I thought you could relate to what I could possibly be going through and the thoughts going through my mind. But I don't. Not anymore. Because I came to the realization a long time ago that I have a family. And two of my closest brothers are on this podcast with me. And Rob, Devin, even if you can't necessarily relate to some of the shit that I go through or that my head goes through from time to time, you two have always been there. You're going to make me cry with me. I mean, too late. I already am. But that is what being a brother is. Plain and simple. Totally so, agree. long story <laughs> short, especially if you're listening to this, PJ... You're right. You never wanted a brother. You never had a brother. You'll never have a brother again, as far as I'm concerned. Don't ever reach out and contact me for anything. Because, frankly, you're toxic. You are the most vile, toxic person I've ever met. And everyone's life would be better without you in it. You're worse than Overwatch. I. That's... 
So there, I spoke my piece. So, now that we're 8 minutes and 30 seconds in, I know I told you guys skip 5 minutes ahead. I'm sorry, I took that a little longer than I needed to. You were just padding the runtime. That's fine. That's right. Devin, Rob, I love you guys. And I thank you with everything I have for being there. Love you too, brother. Love you guys too. Uh, and with that being said, this week we talk. We're talking about the movie Scream. This is our what fourth movie? Mm-hmm. Because uh, this month has like an extra fucking Friday in it. Um, this movie, you, I, I found out last week. This movie has fucking three sequels behind it, which I didn't know. And listen, so we all rewatched the first one. We had intentions of rewatching the, the sequels, but I told I told both of them essentially. I've heard they're not great. And if you've already seen them, I'm not going to make them rewatch them, but I watched the second and third one. I won't lie. The third one lost me. The third one plummeted real fucking hard. And I, I warned you to get progressively worse. Yeah, I, well, I, see, I, I found myself doing other mundane shit while I was watching it, which is not how I am with movies. I disagree I, on the progressively worse. I feel like four gets a bad rep because of three, but I really feel like if you had to put them in order, it would be from like best to worst, you're not including the MTV show, it's Scream 1, Scream 2, Scream 4, Scream 3. Scream 3 is by far the worst Scream. Okay. In my opinion. So, we're mainly going to be talking about the first Scream. (laughs) In my opinion. Because the first one, I, you know, rewatching it, it still holds up to me. I still enjoyed it as a movie. Um, Same. And if you haven't seen it, it's definitely a movie worth seeing. Um, I recommend that. I recommend the MTV show. The MTV show is also really good. I will definitely say spoiler alerts from this moment, this from this point forward. Um, and just so you know, I try to catch you before you accidentally hit stop. Uh, it was the boyfriend and his best friend. So there, <laughs> I fucked you over, huh? You're too <laughs> slow. Um, now, I will say the first thing that I noticed when rewatching this movie, because like the last time I had watched Scream was back in like when it was first came out. Which was what, late 90s or some shit? 96. 96, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I was in high school, so maybe like 90, maybe a year or two after it came out, maybe I saw it. Is it yeah, this is the movie we all, this is the movie we all had a realization on, on how collectively both old and young we are. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> It also brought back a lot of nostalgic memories of um, actresses that I used to have big crushes on. <laughs> so There are a lot of actresses in this movie. Yeah. I was surprised at some of the people I saw in Scream 2, too, like, also. Uh, well, Scream has a history of always having a known celebrity get killed off at the beginning. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get that. I see that. Yeah, because in the first yeah. one, it was Drew Barrymore. 
Second one was Halle Berry. Omar, and Omar Epps. No, 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 Halle Berry. Not Halle Berry. Uh, it was Omar Epps and, and uh, Jada Pinkett Smith. Pinkett Smith yeah. And Omar Epps, who were at the movie theater. The third one, I don't remember. I honestly don't. I fucking three years a fucking terrible movie. And four. Who did they call it for? Huh, I didn't watch four. I'm not going to lie. I know it was something about, like, she's an author now, and she revisited her hometown, and, like, these murders fucking started up again. It's like, god damn it. Also, are there always two killers in all the movies? Like, is um, is, is, is yeah. Ghostface always two two different people? I actually don't remember. There was two in the second one. I remember the third one. Two. Yeah, I kind of zoned out. On that whole third. Oh, part. let's see. Um, you had so Scream Four. You had two, I believe. Let me see. Let, let's start the beginning. Right here, so I can only think of one in the third one. Maybe there were two. You had uh Scott Foley, Roman, in, and three. In. And you had one had two for sure. Two had three. Two. You had two. One had two. Three. I think. I think three only had one. Yeah, I think so too. Hmm. Let's see. Three only have one. I won't lie. When I watched two for the longest time, I thought it was the boyfriend guy. I was like, wow, you have a really bad taste in men there, Sid. But it was the boyfriend's friend. Yeah, for sure. Three. Yeah, three only had one. Four had two. It's one of the things about Scream, though. I think it's the first movie I ever saw where there were two killers instead of just one. Like, oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, possibly for sure. Now, does it say who they were in three and four? Yeah. Who who was it in three and four? Uh, three was uh Roman Bridger, who played by Scott Foley. Yeah. Four, which you didn't see, but four was Charlie Ro- Charlie Walker, played by Rory Culkin, Macaulay Culkin's brother. Um, and uh, who was the other person in four? I think the other person in four um, was Emma Roberts. Oh, okay. Joe Roberts, played by Emma Roberts, and. She was fucking crazy in that movie. I forgot. Like, she fucking, like, threw herself through a glass table and shit. Because, like, she did the same kind of setup at the end where she, like, hurt herself to, like... I think she was trying to be famous. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think she wanted to be famous in that movie. She wanted to be, like... She wanted the she wanted the fame of being, like, the survivor. Yeah, I think she was trying to recreate the book. She was... Yeah, well, she was trying to recreate her fame because, like, she got famous and she was like, "You, if I'm not mistaken, she was kind of like not mad, but she was like, you just turned your fame into like a book. Like, think of all the stuff you could have done with it. Like, because, uh, what's her name refused to do, like, like, you know, do like the tours and shit of like talking on like 
uh, like news stations and like access TV and stuff. Like she, she didn't do all that, but right. she was like, you could have been famous. You could have, you know, been all this stuff and whatever like that. And, you know, so she, that's what she wanted to do. So she was killing people for that. She went to recreate it. And then as a final girl, I, like the final, the best scene I think in the screen for is legitimately her fucking, she's like throwing herself through like windows and glass tables at the end. Like she's fucking herself up. And right. yeah, no. Scream 4 is better than Scream 3. I, I keep saying it because it is. It's not a masterpiece compared to Scream 3, but it is, a, it is head and shoulders better than Scream 3. <laughs> Scream 3 is garbage. Hopefully Scream 5 is better than Scream 4. And, at, least, at least better than Scream 4 and 3. Or 3 and 4. So, let me ask you a question. And it might be a very obvious answer as well. In in the first scream. Okay. Were they only fixated on Sydney because it was mainly her boyfriend? Um the first scream they were they were doing it. I think if I'm not mistaken, they were doing it because they were well, do, well they started with her mom. They murdered yeah, they they killed her mom. Murdered. They, they were just kind of they killed her mom. No, no, they killed no, so, he, so he did it because uh, her boyfriend did it because uh, her mom was sleeping with his dad and fucking pushed and made his mom leave. Yeah. Yeah. So he killed her mom. And then <laughs> and then I believe he kind of just got the idea to kill her as either I don't know if it was his payback or it was literally because she wouldn't sleep with him at, sleep with him at first. Um yeah. But the main reason, like, that started the whole killing thing was the fact that her mom was sleeping with his dad and then uh, his mom left because of it. All right. I will say, Scream, definitely the first one was my favorite. And I, part of the reason I think that is, so, Ghostface as a killer seems like a very clumsy killer. Um, but then also there's the comedy factor that you get from Matthew Lillard, especially at the end of the movie when, when it's revealed that (laughs) him and the boyfriend guy are both, both the the killers. The the scene where he just does all the acting, like, oh yeah, for sure. He just throws everything at at, at the wall. (laughs) Yeah, I, dude, I like, like, they went as far as, like, stabbing each other because there was this plot of saying, oh, there was a fight and we stopped it and they had to explain it to the cops and all this other. Yeah. And Billy stabbed him, like, so many times. He's like, yeah, it's enough. Goddamn. And then Sid yeah. called them on the phone and was like, I called the police, you motherfuckers. And he picks up the phone down in the kitchen. He's like, did you really call the police? And she's like, you damn right I did. And he's like, my mom is going to be so mad. <laughs> I love That's that. A, like, I think like Billy was doing it for revenge. I think... Matthew Lillard was just fucking crazy. Uh huh. Well, and that's the best. Well, he he even said like I think he, I think he actually was telling the truth and he just said it was mainly peer pressure that <laughs> uh, he got like drug into doing it. <laughs> like I really think it was like because he, he does seem like the kind of guy who was just. It almost seems like I could almost see like the scene happening where like he plays along like to like just pull like a prank on Sydney's mom. Kind of thing, right? And then the other guy like legit just kills her, and he's just like, "Oh fuck!" Yeah. And then 
and he kind of just goes along with it after that. Like I could actually see that happening based on his character in the movie. But yeah. So now, okay. So they kill his mom. They kill her mom because of you know X Y Z. Then they get the idea. Okay, well we're gonna fuck with Sid now, and whether or not it's revenge or the fact that she is you know leading Billy along and Billy's just fucking fed up with the whole fucking thing. Um, why did they kill Drew Barrymore and the boyfriend at the beginning? Like just, just, just cause, just to rack up a body count, or like for practice. Or... I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. Was uh, there? No, it was because Matthew Lillard was dating her, and then the other guy stole her away. There you go. Okay. That's what it was. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I, they brought that up at some point. Like, so I'm Ghostface like, is the why. epitome of just revenge killer. Basically. All right. I revenge did. killer mixed with collateral damage. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, because he kind of killed his current girlfriend, too. Matthew Lillard did. Because if he wasn't dating her, he was at least messing around with uh, what's her name. Well, unless that was Billy in the gross face costume. Rose McGowan. Yeah. That could have been Billy at that point. It could have been Billy, but to be fair, I mean, like, he didn't really put up, like, a... He didn't really, like, say anything about it, either. Right. Bro, you're my girl. That's the thing is, I wish that we could have told, like, we could tell who was who if we went back and rewatched it, like who was yeah. in a Ghostface costume like, each time. Yeah, it would be really interesting to see. Because like, I mean, Billy Loomis, he's he's shorter, but you can't tell. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Scream One's definitely really good. Um, Scream One's definitely was really good. It, it it is a it is definitely a horror movie and it did kind of bring oh it's like a horror slasher it's definitely like a slasher I wouldn't call it like a horror horror movie it's not like terrifying but it, it's a slasher yeah it's um, a slasher there there did, there wasn't really any terrifying moment maybe a couple jump scares I think the be- I do think the best like horror scene in the whole movie though is just the opening the entire opening sequence with with Drew Barrymore like I think that's probably the best like horror sequence yeah whole movie. I mean, it, I was definitely scared that the house was going to burn down because she fucking cooked that Jiffy Pop <laughs> way too long. Yeah, yeah. She even walked into the kitchen before she was running it, from... It, before it, it she was running. She walked into the kitchen, stared at it, the phone rang, then she answered the phone and walked away from it. It's like, bitch, take it off the oven. Like, it's a, it's a cordless phone. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah, I think, but I think, like in terms of like the best shot scene, the best like horror element, I, th- I definitely think like that 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 opening sequence is one of my favorites in Scream, probably the Scream franchise, but like definitely in Scream One, uh, Scream Two, the stabbing and the opening of Scream Two actually is also a pretty close second for me, where just everybody was like, it's kind of like a play on the audience, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, and at, at first time, everybody was cheering or cheering. Everybody's so wrapped up in you know, so wrapped up in the bullshit that they don't realize that. They just witnessed a murder. Yeah. And could have probably stopped it. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. And, you know, so yeah, Scream is really good. I do like, again, like I keep bringing it up, but I don't think enough people really watch it or talked about it. But like the MTV show is really good. Um, it's a much more serious Scream. Like it's a much more surprisingly from MTV, right? Um, but it, it, it's a much more serious wow. Scream. MTV hmm? did. Um... MTV Team did uh, Wolf, and that's one of my favorite shows. They're actually really good at it. Oh, no, 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 I'm saying, but, like, you wouldn't expect, like, a Scream. Like, they did redo the Scream mask, which is a little... It took me a minute to get to it, 
Like, they're like you're like, eh, like it was a little weird. It looks kind of like the uh, the scream mask mixed with one of those masks you wear in like the NBA if you like break your nose. I am gonna like, I, I I am gonna say that I was sad that in the first scream there was the guy who was like the big film buff. He worked at the video store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget his name. Uh, but he got carried over into the second scream movie. And then they ended up killing him off in the news van in the second movie. I was hoping that he'd make it on through like the next series of movies as well. And he's always that guy who like gets attacked but survives somehow. Well, that's Dewey's job. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> every movie Dewey gets stabbed and comes back. <laughs> I really thought he was fucking dead in the second one. I I was on a call with Rob when I was watching that one, and uh, just dude, just the way he got stabbed a couple of times and then, like face planted into the soundproof glass. I was like, oh man, Dewey's dead. Then he shows up at the end. I was like, ah, oh, he pulled through. Yay. Go David Arquette. <laughs> <laughs> Does Courtney yes. Cox die in that one or does she die in the third one? Uh, Courtney Cox? She, she survives the second one. I she survives the second one. No, she's still alive. Nope, she survived all of them. She got stabbed in all one of them. Yeah, she's four too. She's, she's one of the... She's one of the main characters in four again. She's still in there. She's in five too, I think. There's it's a coming fifth? out. They're making one. Oh, Jesus. I well, I know because originally, what's her name? Uh, said that she, the girl that played uh with her Nell, uh, Neve, Neve Campbell. She originally said that she wasn't, she wouldn't play Sydney again without um, uh, Wes Craven. Yeah, but they did manage to talk her into it they um i it, that or or there was like another reason i'm there, you know what why did she accept it hold on let's find out you guys are talking about the movie i looked this up i mean i don't i don't necessarily know what else to say about the movie it's all it's a well-rounded just, slasher movie just talk, about, just talk about the actual actual script like talk about what happened uh i mean it starts off with a girl essentially house sitting you're guessing, or she's just home alone at night. Um, and she answers the phone. The killers go through the whole, what's your favorite scary movie line. Um, they kind of play phone tag until finally the killer gets tired of getting hung up on and says, essentially threatens her. Says, you know, you hang up on me again, I'm going to gut you like a fish. And then they show that they have the boyfriend on the back patio and then forces her to make a decision. They kill the boyfriend. And then they eventually kill her. And then that's the whole scream intro. Um, and then obviously throughout the school, you know, because Sydney's in, I think, high school at this point. Um, and throughout the school, everybody's talking about the girl who got killed. People are running around with ghost face masks that can, you know, because they're super popular and they're at every thrift store. Uh, you know, every Halloween costume shop and <clears throat> just more and more people end up getting killed. The principal gets killed. R.I.P. fucking the Fonz. The Fonz. Um, and Dewey is the cop. He's one of the cops who's the brother of Sydney's best friend. And then, I don't know, there's like a party. Her best friend gets killed by the strongest garage door. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like, whoever built that garage door, I want them to build me a garage door. Like, okay, so to give you guys an example, they have an automatic garage door. You know, you press a button, the garage door goes up by itself. Now, anybody who's had one of these knows that you could literally walk over to it and pull down on it, and it's going to put strain on the motor. <laughs> okay? And it might even stop it from going up. So this girl was crawling through like a dog hole. Get a hemi on that bitch. <laughs> and they, instead of just going over and like pulling her out and stabbing her, Ghostface like just presses the button on the garage door, and she seemingly can't crawl out in time. Which I'm sorry, if the garage door starts going up, just stand up and pull yourself out. <laughs> Go the back the way you came through, dumbass. Yep. I don't know. But anyway, she gets lifted up off the ground by this garage door, and then by the time she reaches the the outside ceiling part of the garage, you cannot white light her out in time. It crushes her to death. That is not how garage doors would work. It was a Hemi Webby. It was, it, I guess it was a Hemi so. motored garage door. I guess so. Um, honestly, honestly, if the motor wouldn't break, I'm almost certain the fucking chain would. Yeah, yeah. There, there's like 18 things that would break on a garage door. Like a toddler could break, could break a garage door. Um. So essentially, anyway, uh, throughout the movie, you start suspecting that it's the boyfriend. You know, Sydney su- su- suspects that it's the boyfriend. But then well, you, I mean, then like, you find out that like, it couldn't have been because there was shit that the killer did while he was in custody of the police. Uh, pff, spoiler alert, it was still the boyfriend and just <laughs> they, he had somebody else helping him. Yep. Um, two, two killers, believe it or not. Two. Anyway, they do the honest to God dumbest fucking thing in the world and that's when they have her cornered in the kitchen, they start explaining, explaining their, their plan. plan. It's like, no, nah, just stab, no her, the, stab her in mistake. the throat first and then just proceed with the plan. Don't explain or things. Least, or at least stab her in, like, the leg or something. Like, where she can't run. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, whatever. Like, cut her Achilles tendon and then start monologuing. Um, it was, you know, something like that. But I will say that the, the Ghostface signature weapon, kind of like Michael Myers, not a kitchen knife, but he uses a buck knife, um, which is cool. It's kind of like a Rambo knife, just without the serrated edges. It's not a Bowie knife. Uh, it is not a Bowie knife. And uh, yeah, then they proceed to start stabbing each other in for the story. Uh, One of them is taking it way more seriously than the other. Yeah, and then Sydney just kind of runs off, and they just realize that she's gone. It's like, oh, dudes, come on. Uh, Matthew uh, Matthew Lillard's character gets crushed by a TV. Uh, when the boyfriend goes off looking for Sydney, I love how the first thing he does, he goes to the couch and then starts tearing apart the couch cu- couch cushions. It's like, <laughs> yeah, she's hiding in one of those dumbass. <laughs> it's like, come on. Angry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much the premise of the movie. Eventually, you know, uh, Courtney Cox's character and Sydney, they they corner. That's in the movie. Sydney punches the shit out of Courtney Cox. True statement. Um, <laughs> Courtney Cox on her face about her mother's death. She just turns around and goes, "Bam!" Right in the butt, right in the eye. Solid right hook. 
I do like really how good. Sabretooth was the guy who was wrongfully convicted in the second movie. Yep. Um, he died to be the hero. Yeah. Like, okay, so at first I like, like, I wanted to like the guy because it's like, oh, he was wrongfully convicted, you know, accused and whatever. And uh, I mean, I get Then his he just point started to do publicity shit. Like, he just wanted to have this interview with Sydney and he wanted to have pictures taken with her. It's like, yeah, because right. he just wanted, to, like, I mean, I get it. Like, I, I, I get his point of view. I'm not, I don't agree with him, but I get his point of view. He's just like, look, I, I was wrongfully convicted for years. I'm, this is, I'm going to profit off this. I'm going right. to make my money off this. Yeah. Um, you know, I was get that it. Was Cotton something or other? Yeah, it was Cotton. It's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> See how it plays out. Cussing yeah. and stabbed. Well. <laughs> Uh, I did think though in in Scream Two, there's a scene where Courtney Cox's character starts like running away from. She just watched Dewey get stabbed a bunch, and then she starts running through like this recording studio area, and she runs out into like a hallway, and she runs into Cotton, who's just like covered in blood, and like his hands are just covered in blood, and she's like, "What the fuck did you do?" And he's like, "Oh, I found Dewey. I was trying to save him." Blah 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 blah. It's like, well, first off. I thought, well, that's you're guilty as fuck. Okay, so I wrongfully <laughs> accused him too. Second, if he was trying to save Dewey, Dewey was still alive. He should still be with Dewey. <laughs> okay, you don't just leave an alive guy who's dying alone. <laughs> I mean, it depends. No, it doesn't. It depends. Nah, there, there's it's really debatable. no point until the professionals arrive where you should leave that person alone. Unless you hear the killer coming back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know. Fair, but there, this this is not Dead by Daylight, and the killer would not yeah. round back. Does you. In a normal circumstance. Unless he went one way and realized, oh, he couldn't get out that way, and he has to come back. Then he looks down at Dewey, he's like, ah, oh, this is kind of awkward, huh? And then he just walks away again. <laughs> I will give the credit though, like especially in the first screen movie, like anytime they slammed something on the killer or tripped him up or made them fall, like like I said, Ghostface seems like a seems like a very shout out to the stuntman who like killers. sold that nineteen ninety five WWF style. Yes, but the thing is, is he never made a word. You could not tell vocally who these who this person was, no like point. completely silent. Scream one stunt. Um, oh, I gotta pause this. There we go. Um, see, that's why Scream Three sucked because the guy who played Scream in Scream One, Scream Two, and Scream Four did not play him in Scream Three. There you go. Well, there we go. He saw the script and was like, nah, I don't want my name attached to this. <laughs> <laughs> when the stuntman's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. When stuntmen start turning down that. jobs because of the script. Um, <laughs> so I will say, uh, unless you guys have more that you want to add about the movie, uh, I'll go into the Dead by Daylight. He is a killer now in Dead by Daylight. I'm, uh, I'm pretty sure that <laughs> they probably was like, oh, no, you know what? This actor is going to play Scream in 3. He says he can do his own stunts. And that's where the problem is. Let's see. No, no. Uh, Brian Avery was the stuntman in 3. 
And Brian Avery, what? Brian Avery is kind of a soft chin. I don't, I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel bad saying it, but like, so the guy on the right, it looks like okay, like I'm about to do. Okay, all right, hear me out, right? So the guy on the right is the guy who played Scream. Hold on, can I ask before you continue? So Devin posts a lot of things in our Discord. So then, these are things that the audience can't see, and yes. we, we we always like to bring it to attention because it's just kind of a, kind of an ongoing bit. Now, this first thing that you posted before this picture is that a blowjob mask? Oh, that's the MTV Scream. That's the MTV Scream mask. He's constantly just giving blowjobs. <laughs> yes. I guess so. <laughs> okay, well, that's Dude, that's the guy scream in the right in the first one. In the first about one. that is. Which I'm just noticing now. Why? <laughs> what the bike? The meat bicycle. Oh yeah, don't worry about the meat bicycle. <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> Listen, that's that's for a different SU. So okay, so that's that's uh, guy on the right. What's that? Scream West Craven one, and, and the guy. Yeah, West Craven and the guy that played Scream in Scream One, Two, and Four. Okay. This is the guy that played him in Scream Three. I'm just saying, if so I had that to put guy, money that guy, one, oh god, oh yeah, no, uh, <laughs> he can't take a punch. Come on, God no, he's a, he's a stunt man. <laughs> exactly, that's what I said. He looks I like he should said. be working like makeup. <laughs> okay, a camera guy. Yeah, like, like, I mean, he's. Like, I don't know. I've seen cameras in movies, and those look kind of heavy. I don't think that guy could lift one for that long. Like, you know what? Really, he scared, looks like, dainty. Okay. He um, kind of looks like Gary Kushner, and I, I don't like it. You know, uh, I forget the guy's name. The guy who plays Agent Coulson. Matilda. No, no. He legitimately looks like Donald Trump's fucking son-in-law, Jared Kushner. No, no, no. I know. But who's the he guy who plays Agent like, Coulson? He looks like... Oh, you're Captain not wrong. America. Those two look the same. <laughs> He looks like Captain America before they gave him. Yeah, the before the serum. <laughs> I, I was gonna say the first guy that you posted looks like a a young, more muscular Agent Coulson <laughs> from far yeah, away. He does. He does. He looks, yeah, he does. I can see that. And so that guy, so you're telling me the guy in the first picture must have watched Scream Three and was like, "Oh God, I'll come back for four just to get things back on track." Yep. All right. Pretty much. Yep. Man, that's that's sad. <laughs> I, it's sad that when I first look at you, the first thing I think I just like, I'm, man, he looks like he can't take a punch. <laughs> I think he's, he's he, it looks man, like he struggles actor, to get his pants on in the morning. Like, <laughs> you look at that face, he's like, uh, he's the kind of guy who tries to put his pants on both legs oh, at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> he performs in Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. Star Trek Enterprise. Well, there's your problem right there. I'm sorry, three Rob. Of the Star Trek films. <laughs> I don't know who the heck he would be performing stunts for. Does it look like any of the cats? Uh, let's Maybe see. The girl. I mean, all his stunt <laughs> stuff so far is legitimately Star Trek related. Uh, he did an episode of Westworld. Uh, all right. I mean, he did. Oh, Rizzoli and Isles. There you oh, go. Hold on, Rob. <laughs> Which who... one did he stunt for, Rizzoli or Isles? Rob. <laughs> I think it would work. Be- 
because you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. In Star Trek, who plays the chick with the big boobs? Uh, Marina Sirtz. Yeah. Okay. What What's the character? Deanna Troy. Okay, that's probably the stunt person for <laughs> Deanna Troy. <laughs> Apparently, he doubled Owen Wilson. Um, in in Bastards in 2016. Well, he didn't do a good job. Someone broke Owen Wilson's nose. <laughs> he also uh, doubled the uh, uh, Brent Spiner and in Independence Day Resurgence in 2016. Never saw it. Yeah, it was, it was, he probably tried to stunt Maze Runner. He like, stunt coordinator on the television comedy show Problem Child. Uh, there you go. So he played a Tarlock officer. He played a Klingon. He played a Borg drone. Um, he played a Klingon, oh, but the God. makeup was okay, too hold heavy. On, okay, hold on, hold on. I feel bad for this guy. Like, so these are all his Star Trek appearances, and I'm going to read you like the subtitles underneath each each appearance. So, Tarlock officer in Star Trek Insurrection, deleted scene. Klingon uh, <laughs> Marauder, uh, uncredited. Borg drone, uncredited. Enterprise engineer, uncredited. Enterprise crewman, uncredited. Lyrian, uncredited. So- <laughs> <laughs> stunt double for Simon Pegg in Star Trek Into Darkness. There's no picture given. And stunt double for Simon Pegg in Star Trek Beyond. Come on. <laughs> Simon Pegg looks like he could do his own stunts compared to this guy. Uh, I really feel bad just shitting at this guy for no reason. I, I love... Okay, I wanna, I'm going to now move forward with the thought that this guy played the stuntman for Simon Pegg in the Star Trek movies, <laughs> but Simon Pegg played the stuntman for his stuntman in the Star Trek movies. <laughs> that is my belief, and that's how I'm going to move forward. Oh, God. I feel so bad, but I kind of don't. He looks like the kind of guy that the American Gladiators would have picked on. Even his LinkedIn profile. <laughs> like, even his LinkedIn profile is not... I mean, he has LinkedIn. Like, come on. Even his picture... I have LinkedIn. Well, even his Devin, picture on LinkedIn is not great. It looks a little better, but it's not great. I'm not going to sign up to see this. I can't see it without signing just click up. On it. No, you, yeah, I just clicked on it, and I can see there it. There you go. Oh, There's I a couldn't. bigger picture of it. He does look more masculine in that picture, yeah. <laughs> but it's not that much better. <laughs> watch him be like a listener of the podcast he just is like is he he's one of our listeners watch him be one of our listeners he's just like damn guys all right no wait did you say uh, his name yet uh we never said a name so he's probably just like wait did, but- wait stuntman for simon Pegg. i was a stuntman for simon Pegg. <laughs> I feel so bad. Well, Listen, is this guy? We were talking about Scream Three already. Then he's sitting here. Oh. He's sitting here listening. Oh saying, my god! Scream okay, so Three. I was ghostface. Scream to Three. Make it even worse. <laughs> to make it even worse, he has he ha- he has an older brother, I believe. Who let me break down all the films his older brother has been a part of. As he a has stunt done man? Stunt work, as a stuntman. He has done stunt work for The Crow, The Prestige. The Dark Knight Rises, Gangster Squad, American Sniper. He's doubled for Robert De Niro, Dustin Hoffman, Richard Greer, and John Travolta. I mean, he—that is, I don't know. The awkward. younger brother, the younger brother, seems to be doing well. He got all the Star Trek uncredited scenes. Wait, 
So that he was late. He was the stunt coordinator for ABC's American Housewife. Less than a year. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> there we go. His brother won a. Is also is won... he incapable of growing facial hair? <laughs> like, has he just not hit puberty? Like, is he that young? He looks like, he looks like a buff Clay Aiken. <laughs> and that I mean, buff is a loose term. Buff is a loose term. Why are you roasting this man? I don't understand. He, need, he needs it to toughen up and grow his chest hairs out. <sighs> Why are we roasting this man? I feel so mad. What's this guy's name? Uh, uh, say. <laughs> well, if you're listening and you were the stunt man for Simon Pegg in the Star Trek movies, who Simon Pegg then had to be the stunt man for you because you couldn't do it right. It's not like we're you need to message us on Facebook at facebook.com slash simply unprofessional and say, hey guys, that was me. And then I will promptly ask you why you cannot grow facial hair. His brother his brother was also one of the pilots in Ant-Man on the crashing plane. Also, okay. oh, his brother wins by default. His brother stuntman in Heat. Okay. Can you heat, post you a can't... picture of his brother? His brother is a distinguished older man, and now, now we're good. <laughs> comparing him to his brother. Poor guy. Like oh, I've been in the shadows for so many years. Now this <laughs> I'm just trying to make this the most awkward Christmas dinner of all time. What? Like, well, does his parents not have sex for many, 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 many years? <laughs> his his brother could be his father. Okay, let's not rule that out. Wait, is it his brother? Let me see. Are you uh, sure maybe, this maybe. is not his brother father? Let me, let me make sure it's not his brother. Okay. Let me make sure. Okay. Okay. He does, in fact, have a brother, but that was his father. That's um, his father? That's his yes. father. He does, okay. in fact, okay. have a brother. His brother. Let's see what his brother's been in. So, hold on. His father. <laughs> his, brother was, his brother was still in better stuff. His father is also his brother. So, it's his brother father, who <laughs> he calls <laughs> Uncle Bob. Oh. Okay. They're all oh. stuntmen. Jesus. They're all, they're all stuntmen. There's a stunt. There's a stunt clan, and clearly, wait, this guy is, must have. Ju- okay, I t- I retract everything I said before. I feel bad for this guy now because he was peer pressured into a stuntman family. He feels <laughs> like he has something to prove. And you know what? I tip my hat to you, you beardless bitch. You're doing good work. Keep up the good work. All right. Oh, oh, oh! Hold on. Let me let me just pull up his IMDb to be like to be like fair. Hold me, on. Me, I want to see a picture of his brother. Don't. Let's not get off track. I gotta find a picture of his brother for this. Okay. Let's so let's see. He I love how we're supposed to be talking about Scream, and now we're talking about the guy who played <laughs> Scream and Scream Three and this his entire fine. family. <laughs> <laughs> It's the tangent is the tangent. I will say that this is the closest railroad we've gone off of because at least he's still the okay. actor who played so, Ghost Rays so, in Scream he, Three. So, so he has done. So he has done. So he has done. Let's see. I can't take him uh, seriously. I look at him. I'm like, oh, I just want to like coddle stunts. you. He's done stunts in America's Most Wanted, America's Fight Back. He he he's done stunts there. He's done. He did stunts in Look Who's Talking, uncredited. He's done stunts in Beverly Hills 90210. Okay. Would he wrestle a baby? In <laughs> <laughs> am I, am I wrong? That is that movie, right? 
Him, him, look who's talking to him with uh, John Travolta. And yeah, and the talking Rock. baby or some shit. Yep, yep. Yeah, him, and, right. him and his brother both did stunts for Three Ninja. Uh, they both did stunts for, or I think D2. They, did they both do the Mighty Ducks? No, he did the Mighty Ducks. Okay. So he did the Mighty Ducks. His, like, I'm trying to look here and see. Like, his brother, I just feel like he's been more successful. Like, he's had a lot of, It's like, not hard. This guy literally has done uncredited stunts for Star Trek. <laughs> it's not like, hard to he, beat that. He's done some okay stuff, but then I'm looking at it, I'm just like... Out of all... Like, he has, like... Give you an idea of, like, the, the number of credits. He has 292 stunt credits. His brother only has 28 stunt credits, okay? It has yeah, but it's quality it's over quantity. <laughs> I feel like it is, though, right? Like, I feel like it is. All right. Like, I, what I'm telling you right now is I, if Matilda jumped off the couch, that is a better stunt so than this other guy could do. So, from 2010 onwards, so from 2010, last 10 years, he's done stunts for... He did one episode of The Forgotten. He's done six episodes of 24. He's done... Of stunt, one episode of stunts on the Sarah Silverman program. Okay, he's done three episodes of stunts, uh, three episodes for, of stunts worth on Criminal Minds. He was uncredited for stunts in the Green Hornet. Um, he was a stunt double for David Arquette in Scream Four. He got demoted. Um, let's see. He did. Wait, this is his brother? No, no, this is no, no, this is him. Oh, this okay. Is him. Uh, he did uncredited stunts in Transformers: Dark of the Moon. Um, he did utility stunts for Captain America: First Avenger, aka I think he just played young Captain America. I think Rob was on. I think Rob was right. <laughs> uh, he did uncredited stunts in Dragon Age Redemption. Um, he did one stunt in one episode of NCI Los Angeles. NCIS Los Angeles. He did a stunt performer as security guard two in Pizza Man. Okay, I, this, I don't even care. It has pizza in it, and he was I'm a stunt guy in Dragon Age. Inquisition. Oh my god, Pizza Man is a movie starring Frankie Muniz. Doesn't matter. Right. This this guy this guy's IMDb has just skyrocketed as far as I'm concerned. All right, so he did uh, one episode of a Stunt Driver on Weeds. He's done. A, he was a stunt double on Victorious. Okay. Um. He was a stunt double in Hansel and Gretel Get Baked, which sounds like a porno, but also sounds like a... I don't know. It can go either way. Um, seven episodes of Southland. One episode of Californication. Star Trek in the Darkness. He did some stunts on Man of Steel. He did some stunts he's for photography in Red can, 2. Can, he did a couple did, stunts extra. If he did Dragon Age Redemption, Webby, that means he got to hang out with Felicia Day. I know, which is why his IMDb just <laughs> shot up. But honestly, can we go back to just the day where I thought he only did a couple uncredited stunts for Star Trek stuff? That's fine, sure. Okay, I still feel bad for you, dude, if you're listening. I'm just scrolling through to see, but like, he's like it past 10 years, like just the quality of stuff in the past 10 years, right? He has had way more credits. He had two episodes of Ray Donovan. Alright. I mean, that's pretty, that's, like, that's good. I yeah. loved Ray Donovan. Ray Donovan's a great show. Now, he did American Housewives. Like, alright. Alright, now we're going back downhill now. <laughs> He was a stunt driver in Ford versus Ferrari. He did two episodes of True Detective. Um, he did two episodes of The Connors. I love how they're. He, he, it's it's a lot of these shows that had 
a lot more episodes, and he's only done like a couple. So like also he went on like, was a stuntman. Never like comes eh. in like soap operas. Like what are you stunt? What are you stunt coordinating over there, man? Well, it's not even that. But he like he comes on. They do Whoa. the stunt thing, and then they're like, and eh, we're the gonna past, go with someone else. Year two thousand, which his brother hasn't. So from nineteen eighty nine to two thousand four, his brother hasn't done anything. Let me just run through. He's retired because he made all the money he needed to in, Let's in a just short run amount through. of time. He really hasn't done anything since 2013. But let me just run through the quality of credits here. He did Anchorman, Legend of Ron Burgundy. His brother did stunts for that. Uh, his, he did video stunts for Wake Up Ron Burgundy. He did stunts for Cursed, Bad News Bears. He did stunts as Michael Avery. Uh, he did one episode of Medium. He did American Storage. All right. Uh, he did The Prestige. Uh, he did stunts for The Prestige. He did Stunts for Tenacious D, The Pick of Destiny. Stunts for Reno 911 Miami. Stunts for Jumper. Stunts for Valkyrie. Little Hercules in 3D. Uh, Funnier Die Presents. Groupie. Stunts for True Blood. One episode, but so did uh, Stunts for True Blood. Uh, Take Me Home Night. Horror Bosses. Dragon Age Redemption as well, so his brother's right there with him. Magic Mike and After Earth. He doesn't anything that comes After Earth. But you know what? That's okay. I feel like the quality of stunts there were better. Yeah. He made all of the money he needed before then. Yes. But listen, stuntman who he played the Scream guy in Scream 3. You nameless, sorry, sorry man. If you're listening, reach out. We'll have you on Simply Unprofessional, and we will boost your morale, and we will land you another stunt job. Okay? We got the connections. He's he's just going to... He's going to be my... I'm gonna hire him as my official stunt double when I'm out here. Yeah, he's gonna do. He's gonna do all my stunts for SU. What stunts do you do for SU? I don't know. Figure it out. I don't know. I, I did crazy shit for SU. We do. Is, you know, we do fully. We do fully sound effects. So when I need somebody hitting their head against the wall, hit your no, head. No, what is gonna? What is gonna fucking hire this guy when we go out on our fucking horror movie watching binge in an abandoned asylum? He's gonna show up. Looking like Webby, I'm like, nah, that's a yep. fake beard. Nah. That's not you. Nope. <laughs> yeah, he's my stunt double for that. Uh, I, 100%. If we ever made the money to do that, I would 100% pay this guy to stunt double in for me. <laughs> or to at least be there, so if something bad did start to happen, I'm just kneecapping this guy. You, you just tap him in? Like, wait, my, yeah. my stunt no, he's got a glass chin. Look at him. One punch, he's down on the ground. The killer's dealing with him now. Oh man, I'm out. I feel so bad. And I'm like, I will Kool Aid man through a wall, and I, I'll be next like door. Thirty minutes for no reason. Yeah. Hey, listen. Okay, so I listen. Okay, for no reason. We are now getting back on track. I looked. We're at 55 fucking minutes already. God damn. We talked Rose about the guy who played the dude on a movie. Uh, moving away from Scream, the movie, towards Ghostface as the killer in Dead by Daylight, because that was the whole point of these things. Maybe. Maybe. So Is this about the beardless bitch again? No, you're spot on. Remember how you said the other guy, the original guy, looked like uh, the guy that played Coulson? Yeah. Uh, he's a shield. He actually stunt doubled for him. Oh, see? I knew. <laughs> he, it's, it's, he's good. He's a good stunt. He looks the part. He stunt doubled for Clark Gregg for 18 episodes. That <laughs> that second picture you posted of the other stunt guy looks literally like he could be a stunt man for like an IT guy. Like, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it looks like he could be a Jared Kushner standard. I'm not joking. 
Like if a dude playing an IT guy was like, I can't use this computer. I might get carpal tunnel. They tagged this dude in. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's it's not good. <clears throat> anyway, Ghostface, Dead by Daylight. He's a killer. He's already in the game. Uh, I have not played him yet. Have either I, of you? I played him. No, you have. I, yes. Okay, Rob, he, you have I've not? Played, I've played against him. I haven't played. You would like him, Webby, only because he's very similar to Michael Myers. Like, I feel like he's very, he plays very, very similar to like Michael Myers. Um, the only thing I feel like he's just a worse Michael Myers. He has his own little quirks, but like, let me pull pull up a shit real quick. Hold on a second. I I have his stuff pulled up. So his power is called Night Shroud, the ghost face used to study his victim for weeks, meticulously registering their habits. When the urge to kill swelled, he'd know exactly how and where to strike. Uh, when you press the power button, activate Night Shroud. When the power gauge is full, uh, while Night Shroud is active, Ghostface has no terror radius. Performing a basic attack will fully deplete the power gauge and deactivate Night Shroud. Survivors within a close proximity to Ghostface can detect him by looking in his direction for a short duration. This will fully deplete the power gauge and automatically deactivate Night Shroud. Hold down the power button to stalk your victims while Night Shroud is active. Um, Hold down the power button while behind cover to lean out and stalk at a faster rate. Completing stalk progress on a survivor will mark your target and apply the exposed status effect to your mark for a limited amount of time. Uh, if you press the active ability button to crouch, press it again to stand. While crouched, Ghostface moves at a slower speed. If Night Shroud is also active, Ghostface emits no red stain. Um, and then it says, don't mind me, that's it, keep going, perfect. That's an image I'll keep of you, Ghostface. Anyway, uh, his perks is I'm all ears, thrilling tremors, and furtive chase. Also, apparently, this ghost face in Dead by Daylight is portrayed by someone called Jed Olson. So, I guess just also, a brand, brand new ghost face. Well, also, too, this ghost face, uh, that's so apparently, ghost face um, is actually owned by two different companies. Okay. The mask is owned by one company, and the character from Scream is owned by the other company. Um, and they only could get the rights to the former. They only could get the rights for the mask of Ghostface. They couldn't get the rights for like the movie Ghostface. That's why it's an original killer. Um, and that's why the costume is completely original. Okay. I mean, the costume still looks pretty similar, I would think. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like the classic, like, you can't go on like, the Halloween store and buy this right. one. Like, you could like the other one, because it's apparently... Um... Uh, Owned by human copyrights. So his first perk, I'm all ears. Uh, your keen senses are sharpened in the dark realm of the entity. Unlocks potential in one's aura reading ability. Any survivor performing a rushed action within 48 meters from your location will have their aura revealed to you for six seconds. This part can perk. only be triggered once every 60, 50, and 40 seconds as you progressively level it. Um, so your rushed actions would be like sprinting, vaulting fast. Love that perk. Speed boost, so, things like that. It's uh, so good. Second perk is called Thrilling Tremors. 
after picking up a survivor, all generators not being repaired by survivors are blocked by the entity and cannot be repaired for the next 16 seconds. Afflicted generators are highlighted by a white aura. So if you pick up a victim, you can look around and all of the white generators that have just become blocked, you know, are ones that are not being worked on currently. So that will give you an idea if anybody is currently working on a generator exactly where they are. It at least narrows that down. Um, mm -hmm. And then his last perk is called Furtive Chase. You become obsessed with one survivor. You lurk in the shadows, eliminating your victims one by one. When your obsession is hooked, the perk receives a token, up to a maximum of two, three, or four tokens. Each token decreases your terror radius by four meters. When a survivor rescues the obsession from a hook, the rescuer becomes the new obsession. You lose all of your tokens if the obsession is sacrificed or killed. The killer may only be obsessed with one survivor at a time. Um, so when a survivor rescues the obsession from a hook, the rescuer becomes... A... Yeah, so this is one of those ones where it's like, okay, so you're obsessed with one person. Uh, you go ahead and hook them twice. Or, or you hook them once, and then another, you know, whoever saves them becomes the obsession. You hook that. Once you get four, you want to essentially leave your obsession alone because now your terror radius is super low. Um, and then you just go and kill off everybody else and leave your obsession for last. So that way you're not getting rid of nullifying this perk, essentially. Is, is, that, is that the way that this one would work? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're lo you're looking at each token by four meters, so you're looking at at full. That's a 16, 16 meter reduction in your terror radius. Mm -hmm. So if you apply you that, apply with, that, his actual power of there not being a red stain at all and stuff like that, like and he, night shroud, because yeah. he can stalk you way way closer to you and bill it way faster with the terror radius is down and you won't you won't see him and hear him well there's also I mean, there's also another perk over that's that's just a, it's another killer's perk that reduces your terror radius by a significant amount anyway yep so I mean, if you match that perk with this perk you could essentially get super low like i'm talking like michael myers level one terror radiuses yeah, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. Like, I mean, that's why he definitely falls into the category, like Michael Myers, of like a jump scare killer. Um, killer, like you turn the corner, he's just staying there. You're like, oh fuck! Like, didn't realize that was happening. The only problem is, is like when like playing in a game, I feel like, especially like knowing the two killers, if I turn around and I just see Michael Myers standing there that would give me a jump scare. If I turn around and I just see Ghostface peeking around like a corner staring at me, he has such a goofy mask that I don't think I'd be frightened. Well, you don't have to, well, he doesn't want you to see him anyway. Right. Because if, if you stare at him, you, you lose his, if you, if you use the character stare at him, you, yeah, he loses his points. Right. So without Terry, he's going to just be peeking around the corner. But once Terry is gone, he's one of those killers that you will accidentally run into. Right. Like you'll fucking like hop into a window or turn a corner, and then you flip your camera around, and he's just standing right there. Right, you're like, oh fuck. Now I will say, based off of some of the other killers that I've played or seen, and their particular perks that they acquire, 
and just some of the killer perks in general, I feel like Ghostface's three perks that he has here are perfect for him. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, now, it, would either of you, knowing what the power does and, and, and just having read these perks, do you think you would change any of these perks for something else? And if so, which perk would you get rid of? Because I really like this 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 furtive chase one that reduces his terror radius as you start hooking your obsessions four times. Um, the thrilling tremors, the one that essentially blocks generators and shows you which ones are being worked on, if you know potentially anyway. I feel like that's a good one that will narrow down after you hook the survivor where you should start running towards. Um, and then the other one is just essentially anytime an, a, a you know a survivor performs a rushed action within 48 meters, which is significant, mm-hmm. uh, their aura is revealed to you for six seconds. So I mean that's a that's another good one to know where people are. Like, I feel like it'd be very hard unless you're a stealthy character, like the way we used to play to hide from Ghostface. But I'm not sure which ones I would trade out and for which other ones. You know what I mean? Um, The only one I probably would swap out with is when I play them, I usually played with I'm All Ears and Fear of Chase, but I'd swap out Thrilling Trimmers and I would grab uh, Corrupt Intervention. Now, what does that one do? That's the one that at the start of the trial... um, the three furthest generators from you are cut off for two minutes. Okay. Well, not two minutes because it's not what you call it, or however long it is, or how long it is for the... um, I forgot, your borrowed perks are the middle tier, right? The ones like from other people. They're middle tier, I believe, right? I believe so. Yeah, so it'd be a hundred. It's like, I think a hundred seconds. So So just shy of two minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and it shuts those three. So you don't have to worry about those three, and it gives you a, the ability to then know you have to just stalk the other generators and not those. Right. Um, not to mention that's gonna <clears throat> that's gonna essentially force survivors to come towards your to side you. of the map. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's like one of those point. things I do like that. It's a pretty good perk to have. But now the only the only downside to that perk is it's only useful at the beginning of the. Well, trial. the thing is, the thing about that perk is you can use that perk to. You can use that perk because I feel like he has uh, the opposite problem of Michael Myers. From Michael Myers, steam uh, steamrolls at the end of the game. Once he hits Terror Radius three, like he can just steamroll a whole team. Right. Um, usually that happens towards the end of end. Ghostface does his most damage, in my opinion, like early mid game. And then because towards the end game, it starts to peter off, in my opinion. Right. So. Usually, from the experience I've had, it works better to like significantly hamper the team. Like, if you can get before that perk goes off, if you can get two people, you know, two of the four survivors or whatever, already hooked at least once, you're in a pretty good spot. You know, from that point forward, you're in a pretty good spot. Um, because either they're going to waste time not not doing generators, trying to do the other ones that that, that won't work, or they're going to be moving your way to do that. And you then you can you know you're able to hit him a lot quicker, so 
I've never had a problem with it. I actually really do like that perk. Um, I don't always use it because it is kind of situational. But I mean, I do find that he he does do better early game than he does late game. Okay. Now, Rob, with your with your knowledge of killer perks, I know you don't play the killer very often, but we've all played enough where at least some of the perks stand out to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, are there any perks that you would take off of Ghostface's? Uh, repertoire and replace with something else that you feel would suit your play style a little bit better or maybe maybe assist a little bit better than what they currently do? Mm-hmm. I mean, I w- I've been thinking about it. Not really. Not that I can think of. Because you always have that four slot to put in whatever you want. So. Right. I mean, if there was a way to ask people questions about scary movies and then stab them if they don't know the correct answers. That would be pretty funny. Uh, other than that, no. Hmm. Is there a killer perk that allows them to move faster? I don't think so. Uh, Fire it up. Which one? Freddy's perk. What does that one do? Uh, Hold on. Take a second. Or fire up. Fire up. Uh, increased pressure losing your prey. Fills you each time survivors complete your generator fire with some power. For each generator completed, gain a stackable 3, 3.5, 4 second buff to picking up, dropping pallet, breaking, breaking walls, breaking generators, damage, and vaulting speeds. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, at, hmm. it, you know, at, for every generator completed, they get 3 done. You're 4% faster at breaking, vaulting, and everything else, which is actually really nice. And that's actually a really insane perk of it's an insane fourth perk on the we're not talking about him at the moment, but that's an insane fourth perk on Legion because he already can do the fast vault when right. he's sprinting. So like that shit gets crazy because you can just go like boop and he's right there. You're like, oh fuck. Um <clears throat> another thing that would be interesting would be if they could somehow set it up to be because from except for three, most of Scream there's always two killers. Like, if they could somehow make it so that, like, there's a fake killer just wandering around doing stuff, so that if you're, like, watching that one, the other would kind of sneak up behind you. <laughs> like, have it not really be a killer, but have it be, like, a, a bot, almost, like, just walking around doing random stuff. Oh, kind of like, like, like how the doctor can make you see illusions? Yeah. That would be kind of cool. Even yeah, or even, even, even if like, they're static and they're just like standing somewhere, like you can place them or something, and they're just standing there or crouching. Like, have, have like the ability to like place like a kind of similar to like the hag, but he can like place like a second costume somewhere, mm. and then as a cooldown, he can just pop over to the second costume. Yeah, yeah. Um. Uh, let's see. That'd be really cool. Like you're like you're like walking now. Like you're like walking down a hallway. You see the fucking costume on the floor. Like, like you see the mask on the floor. You're like, oh fuck. He just pops up. <laughs> oh, okay. You were talking about corrupt intervention. That's the one that blocks the farthest generators yep. from you at the start of the thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, that is that is one that people do recommend using uh, in some of the top builds for Ghostface. I think people use Bamboozle too. 
well, the the four perks that people tend to use in in high high I guess high tier games is corrupt intervention, barbecue and chili, nurses calling, and pop goes the weasel. Pop goes the weasel is really interesting. I really do like that perk. All it do- I mean, it helps you with generator regression, but that's about it, isn't it? Right. Uh, uh, so you break it, it instantly regresses it, um, and then it also applies. So it it does help with regression, but it instantly regresses it at tier three or tier with tier three, but you can't get tier three on them, so it'd be tier two. So it's an automatic twenty percent, and then standard. Uh, so it's a baseline twenty percent when you 25. break it. it Max twenty percent off. Well, I mean, as as the bar perk, it's the medium one. So it's fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. So oh, twenty okay. percent of the generator goes away, and then the regular the regular regression starts to and kicks in. Right. So I mean, if you combine that with, I the guess ones that in- does slow down. Yeah, and like I said, like that's the thing about him. Like it's the opposite of Michael Myers, where uh, Michael Myers steamroll survivors. Survivors will steam can steamroll Ghostface. If they can, if they gen rush, his right. biggest his biggest way to beat him is just if you gen rush him, he kind of sucks because he's kind of a dead killer if you can't don't have time to stalk. Right. Where Michael Myers stalking builds up over time, he doesn't really lose it. Um, you know, he doesn't really drop too far. You know what I mean? Like once he's out of phase one, he's in phase two, and then that just builds up to phase three, and then he's in phase three for a while, and then he goes back down to phase two, and you know, rinse and repeat. Him. It just drops to zero completely. You know what I mean? So, and that's his best perk. So you really need to slow down people enough to like regress it. But I will say this: every single time you get one, every time you build it up all the way, you should be able to kill one to two people outright. He also has one of the best mores in the game, in my in my opinion. It's pretty funny. It's a pretty funny more. Uh, so what's his more? What does he do? Oh, I'll show you. Stabs people. Also, he, stabs, he also takes a selfie. Oh, okay, fair. <laughs> um, do you have a list of of killer perks in front of you by chance, Devin? I, I mean, kind of, but not directly in front of me. What is? Uh, I I see a lot of people recommending Spirit Fury, but I don't know what that does. Spirit Fury is isn't that the one where if you not hit them a bunch with the pallets, then they break automatically or something that the next time spirit fury is not listed there because I... oh i do like that mori that's so spirit fury is each pallet you break magnifies ref in the after breaking four three two pallets the next time you are stunned by a pallet then you instantly break it you still suffer from the sound effect penalty so so, yeah, so when people like rob decide they're going to slam a pallet down on you it just breaks Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 exactly. You're still stunned by it, so after you break, you've broken enough pals, and next time they slam one on you, it it will just break. See, I don't necessarily know that I think I would take that one because I mean, I mean well, there's only a finite number games, of pallets. At high level games, it makes sense because that's how people loop and destroying the pallet. Because it, it, so you run into the problem of yeah, usually in the time it takes for you to destroy the pallet, that's the time they take to get away. Right. Whereas if they slam it on you, you're stunned, but the pallet's already broken, then it's kind of just like, well, they the loop's cut off at that point, and they can't really do anything about it. So it's kind of like they got to just like keep running or get away from you, but yeah. yeah. It makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I do like that Mori a lot. It's one of my favorite Mori's. 
Well. All right. Well, I mean, that's all I got for Ghostface as far as the Dead by Daylight goes. Uh, I mean, with the addition of, of possibly the some of the base perks that, you know, I would take on other killers, I think I would honestly try playing with just his, his normal perks because his normal perks seem very well-rounded for him as a killer. Um, I don't feel like I would have... I don't think I would take something like Insidious, because if your terror radius is so low anyway, then standing still, getting rid of the terror, terror radius while standing still isn't going to be beneficial. And then you could always just crouch and use yep. your power, and that gets rid of your terror radius. So... Yeah, yeah, I definitely don't think anything like that. If there's any other terror radius reducing ones, I may tinker with trying re to reduce my overall terror radius as as fast as possible. Um, because I'm not going to lie, I'm one of those Michael Myers players where I enjoy staying at rank one for as long as I can because people can't hear me until it's usually too late. Well, yeah. I mean, um, like, I had the whole like wall hack Michael Myers bill. Yeah, and then one <laughs> essentially, once things I once I feel like okay, they you know you guys have started getting on a roll, and I I you know my tricks aren't working, and then I'll start stalking people and try to get to rank three as fast as possible, just so I can start one hit downing you. Um, but yeah. All right. Anyway, we're like 17 minutes over an hour here, so. I was gonna say, I think the doctor has one that reduces your aura when you're just being normal, but when you're in a chase, it like triples it or something like that. Right. But while you weren't chasing, it would reduce it. Hmm. Well, I mean, if I'm in a chase, I don't really care if people know where I am because people know that they're being chased. Hmm. So that might be a that might be a good one. Um. I mean, then again, things like barbecue and chili, also great perk. Um, if you know that the killer has it, it's kind of easy to play around because you just get close to the killer when he hooks somebody and then he won't see your aura. So, but I mean, then again, you know, almost every perk has a way, has a workaround if you know that the killer has it for sure. Um, yeah. Anyway, let's do sign-offs. Uh, Devin, do you have uh, life advice with Devin tonight? I do have life advice with Devin today, actually. Uh, I have good life advice with Devin, in my opinion. I think it's the best life advice I've had in a while. It's not jokey. It's serious life advice. So serious life advice time with Devin today is simple, simple statement of it's okay to not be okay. Very true. And if you are not okay, and you're a listener of this podcast, and you do need somebody to talk to, reach out to us. Any any three of us are willing to sit down and listen to you, even if we don't know you. If you, nope. just, if you just need an ear and somebody to bounce something off of, that's nope. kind of what we're here for. Um. Rob, do you have uh what are we calling this again? Getting, getting real, real getting Rob. real with Rob. Uh, I don't know how yeah. what that has to do with science, but 
I don't. Yeah, uh, you know, it was it was mom's thing. I know so. my mom doesn't always come out with great <laughs> ideas. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, but first, oh, I, 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 I have to defend your mom for a second. Uh, uh, when he come back? Well, she had you, so that's clearly true. No, I'm kidding, Wimmy. I love you. <laughs> oh. I mean, no, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Wimmy's like, yeah. I mean, I mean, you're right. You're right. You can't roast someone when they're okay with roasting themselves. Yeah, true statement. That's, that is the roaster's dilemma. Uh, first, I have a quick life advice with Rob. If you're ever playing a game with Rob, do not kill off all his potential. He'll kill you back. Listen, don't bring this shit up. <laughs> I didn't kill a single person. I'm tired of being pinned for shit that I didn't do. That was the I whole did, reason I, I exploded today. I did not today. say that you did. I said don't do it, is what I said. No, but you literally went straight after the one character you know that I like. Because <laughs> that was the only one that was still alive. Wrong. The Gith, really? Yankee, the really? Gith Yankee watched Nobody us kill each watched. other. Really? You know what this sounds like to me? Stuff. This sounds like a lot of reasons not to fall in love. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Anyway, uh, yes, uh, Gabriel's Rob. So apparently NASA has some big announcement that's coming out on Monday at 12 noon. So you should be hearing this before then. So if you want to uh, know it, it says uh, NASA will be holding a major event announcement about an exciting new discovery about the moon. So, something exciting new about the moon. There really is cheese up there. Maybe. Um, Apparently, they found something with the SOFIA, which is the Stratospheric Observation for Infrared Astronomy, which is a a repurposed Boeing 77 that is up there taking pictures with its telescope. Because, apparently, Earth telescopes are too hampered by moisture in the atmosphere. So that floats like almost completely outside the atmosphere, and it's easier thing on the moon. That is very interesting, and they're going to talk about it on Monday. On Monday, I expect you to listen and then get back to me with what this interesting thing is. I will, and I will be the judge of whether this was interesting news or not. Because <laughs> if it is not cheese related, I don't think I'm going to care. Well, okay then. You're probably not going to care. There better be cheese up there. That's all I'm saying. I will let you hope until Monday. Maybe they found water. And people can uh, live on the moon. That's a possibility. It did say that it had, they suspect it has some NASA's plans for deep space exploration and a lunar colony. So... Oh great! Now people are sending. Now we're going to be sending people to Mars and the Moon. Well, ready then. Listen, if I move to a planet, all I know is I'm going to live underground and I want to become a mole man. I mean, that's fine. That was what I was talking about. I was looking up because uh, my elbow is getting cracked, uh, so I was looking up some cream for my elbow. Um, and apparently, there is moon cream. Uh, no, there is a uh, a male lubricant. It comes in a that comes in a a butter container and it's called boy butter. So I'm just letting that exists. Uh, <laughs> okay, that, that sounds have, like a gay porn. I I mean that's pretty much I'm, what I'm getting from the advertisements. I had to know it exists, so all of you also had to know it. Exists. So you know, I figured 
Why not? So Devin is rubbing butter boys on himself. That's not what I said. I said boy butter. Boy, he's rubbing boy butter on himself. Second off, no, I was getting, I was getting some skin repairing cream for my elbow, (laughs) and that popped up in the recommended along with that. And I was like, okay, why not? Anyway, my life advice. I know I had a bit at the beginning with some life advice, but my less serious life advice for the end of the episode is if you're going to play scary movies, don't play them at, or play scary games. Don't play them at night. And don't give your, if you are, give yourself enough time to like watch something lighthearted before going and laying down. (laughs) That's all. Yeah. And if it's a game where literally talking is going to irritate the bad thing in the game, don't play with Tamara. (laughs) (laughs) She will anger that thing so fast. (sighs) So fast. Anyway. uh, Did you guys... I missed a stream. I don't want to talk like, about it. It sounds, it sounds like you played. I don't want to talk about it. Uh, so, Rob, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Professor underscore X, and you can find Matilda at Matilda underscore DMP. You can also someday hopefully find me again on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Confessor X. Also, plug the Halloween stream that is roughly a week away. And in a week, you can catch us on twitch.tv slash distractionsmedia, playing all sorts of scary games that Webby agreed to. (laughs) So, yeah, come and watch us scream and yell, and some of them will be killing each other. It'll be lots of fun. And we're we're collecting money for Extra Life for Kids. So, good cause. Come donate. Come check it out. It'll be fun. That's right. And that starts at noon Eastern. Noon Eastern on... Halloween, Halloween Day, Saturday the 31st. Uh, Devin, where can people find you on the interwebs? You guys find me on Twitter at DMP underscore Pookie and on Twitch at Mr. D3. And as always, you can find me on eBay. Um, <laughs> at Little Boys. I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I was going to make a put on Little Boy Blue, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to <laughs> you guys can I don't, follow Devin on I eBay at Churning Boy first. Butter. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that that's any better. Just find me on eBay at Butters. Okay. Uh, and as always, everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading, or just thank you for being you and being part of this community. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Jacks Forest Walker, all one word, and on Twitch at DM Webby, uh, which we will I will also be streaming my perspective on some of these spooky games come Halloween uh, that I've regretfully agreed to, um, but refused to back and, out of. And we will also be streaming the day before Halloween too. Yes, me and De- me and Devin will be doing the, uh, and Rob will be there being the intermediary. Uh, we are going to be streaming the th- Friday the 30th, uh, that evening, the sequel to the Man of Madan series. Um, so if you want to come hang out with us and watch me freak the fuck out again, 
this time I'll, I'll, my stream will actually be able to work and keep up with things. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Anyway, we love you guys and thank you for listening. And as always, fuck Booster Gold. Fuck Booster Gold. I bet Donnie would use boy butter. <laughs> we should just send him some in like a tub and not tell him what it is and see if see what he uses it for. Did you did you check the Facebook essay? Not yet. I mean, I sent you the YouTube ad. <laughs>